while your day is winding down, they're just getting started. This is South Coast Tonight with Chris McCarthy and Marcus Farrow. They've got you covered on all the news of the day, from local issues to politics on both sides of the aisle. This is the place where the movers and shakers come to be heard, to listen, and where they're held accountable. This is South Coast Tonight on WBSM. Welcome to South Coast Tonight. I'm Marcus. And I'm Chris. Five zero oh wait. Okay, yeah. Five zero eight nine nine six oh five hundred is how you can join us this evening. We'll also take your messages on the WBSM app chat uh, if you want to chime in on the conversation. Um, so Bobby Kennedy. So Bobby so Bobby just, Kennedy. Just for a backdrop, Bobby Kennedy announced recently that he's running for president of the United States. He's seeking the Democratic nomination. Against Joe Biden. Against Joe Biden. So he's going to have a rally, I, I believe, coming up in Boston. Um, as we get more information, we will. Uh, we'd love to have Bobby on here. Absolutely. Um, so we are, we are doing our best to reach out to him. We do have some contacts over there. Um, so we'll see. But uh, one of the things, you know, that causes John Kennedy assassination has, has been, you know, it's a cottage industry. right? It is. And, uh, of course, Bobby Kennedy, the Martin Luther King assassination. Yeah. All of those are plagued in mysteries. Um, so there's there's a, there's, yeah. there's a, a group of scholars who are involved in it, but there is some crackpots, okay? And one of the crackpot theories is that John Kennedy Jr., who tragically died in a plane crash, there's a crackpot theory out there that George Bush, George W. Bush, somehow used a laser beam. <laughs> I can't even say it. He used a laser beam to drag the plane out of the sky to kill um, John Kennedy Jr. to make his bones because allegedly George H.W. Bush was involved with the assassination of his father in Dallas all those years ago. Well, And now, well, now I have to tell you that seriously well, responsible people, or I thought were responsible, like Dan Rather believes that George H.W. Bush was involved in the assassination of John Kennedy. Yeah, the thing is with that is that there are some threads that if you pull do make that a little bit more intriguing. If you want it to. Like there's an internal, uh, there's an interagency memo addressed to George Bush and the only jo other George Bush that worked for the CIA at the time is um, is a George Bush who was basically like a clerical staff talking about threats right. to President Kennedy. Uh, there was the fact that George Bush was close with, um, what's his name, Morinschlitz, George Morinschlitz, who was, I believe, like a, a white a, Russian. Yeah, and he was a yeah he was he was like a almost like a father George figure. George de Shield. Yeah, yeah, and he was like a father figure to. Lee Harvey Oswald, right? When he came back, when he defected from the um, the Soviet Union back here, right? He was basically like a father figure. I think he like watched his like watched his kids, right? So some will say he was his control agent, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And there was correspondence with George uh, Demorenschlitz too. Demorenschild. Demorenschild. I thought it was Demorensch. Okay, I thought it was George Demorenschild too. 
um, George H.W. Uh, Bush while he was head of the CIA asking people to stop bothering him about Lee Harvey Oswald and all of this. So I think there's there's some threads that you could pull. He also what, what, uh, what I was didn't realize this. what was interesting about what was interesting about who have I been sitting across George for H. W. all these years? What was interesting about George H.W. Bush's what was he doing in 1963? He was running for Senate, right? Yes. He was running for Senate. Um, he didn't remember what he was doing on that day, uh, apparently, on November 22nd, 1963, while on... He was driving Woody Harrelson's father. The, the, pres the day the president died and while he was running for tenant. Two major events in his life happening simultaneously. And on that specific day, he doesn't remember where he is. There's also some, um, I think, some uh, oil interests that... Uh, you know, where um, the Kennedy family had oiled interests, which I, which is always left out of that story. Yeah, but these these how the father made all the money originally. Yeah, these particular um, there was a there was a few guys I think that George W. Bush was working with H. W. Bush was working with in particular um, that uh, stood to um, benefit if if John F. Kennedy no longer served in office based on some things that uh, JFK was proposing. So it was the it's oil not tax all, credit it, stuff. It was the oil tax credit stuff, yeah. So it's not... It's Everyone not all in the that, oil industry was benefiting from that. Yeah, but it's... So it's not all that insane. Well, it's really insane. I don't think so. To think that they would murder the president. To think that... The, well, so here's the thing. I mean, the base of that theory that you just put forward is that the CIA killed him. Yeah, but but in, in, I mean, in, in here's, that's no small thing. In, here's the thing. Yeah, you know, here's the thing with that. Here's why I'm more on the side of maybe the CIA didn't kill Kennedy. <laughs> okay, <laughs> and it's because and it's <laughs> because you know they're loyal patriots, and that's the president of the United States. No, all right. It's because <laughs> no, that's not it. It's because Kennedy isn't really is Kennedy enough of a threat to power for them to make that maneuver. Exactly. Correct. That's the real reason, and is it like because if they if it were to ever come out officially that yes the CIA was it's kind of a big matzo ball hanging out there was directly involved um, with the assassination of JFK, then it would be you know um, it would be like the end of the intelligence uh, uh, community as we know it. Right. So so was that gambit like a big enough? Was he a big enough threat to power from to pull off this incredible feat? The other part, Marcus, is that. Why would they shoot a man who likely had a, was going to have a tough time getting reelected? People always talk about Kennedy. He'd barely gotten elected. He was, he, it would not have been Goldwater, would not have been the nominee. Well, because Kennedy said if Goldwater was the nominee, he wouldn't have to leave the White House. Right. Yeah. But they, they actually were friends, and Goldwater would not have gotten the nomination. It just Goldwater got the nomination because no one else wanted it at that point. It was a booby prize, really. Wasn't Jack? Wasn't Jack Ruby at um, uh, Meyer Lansky's casino like shortly before all this went down? Um, I don't know. I never knew either one of those gentlemen, but but the um, was. but I think there was a connection between Lansky and uh, and Jack Ruby. Um, Ruby was um, involved in, in in a lot of stuff down in Cuba. Um, Yes. But the the point being is that... Hey, at a casino there. 
the point being is that Bobby and, and in Kennedy, fact, the, the, the organized crime did have a, a strong foothold in Cuba. And in fact, they stood to also benefit. Was the good if, old days. Yeah, if they, they stood to also benefit by um, Kennedy not being president anymore because... I mean, I think Kennedy was I backdooring uh, was was having backdoor conversations with Fidel Castro at the time, trying to come to some sort of amicable agreement, and they wanted Castro out. Well, he was trying to kill Castro, Kennedy. Mm. Yes, he had Bobby Kennedy was in charge of all operations to kill Castro. Well, at the outset, because Alan Dulles, uh, I mean, Alan, because they ordered, uh, Alan Dulles had, you know, had basically tricked him into um, the, the Bay of Pigs. The, 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 the Kennedy brothers were, were strong anti-communists. That's why we ended up in Vietnam. They, they were strong, strong anti-communists. It's why I don't believe the, the idea that Kennedy was going to pull out of Vietnam. I just think that's a canard. I don't believe that Kennedy was going to pull out of Vietnam. Speaking of I don't that. Think this, I, yeah, I don't know. Well, here's the thing. He created the Green Berets. He put them into Vietnam. Right. But here's the thing. There were tensions with the intelligence community, namely Alan Dulles, on how to move forward with Fidel Castro because the Bay of Pigs was ultimately a failure. There's always tension in government. I mean, the idea that then they would turn around and murder the president. And Kennedy fired so him. Kennedy fired him, and then Dulles sat on the, on the committee um, on the Warren Commission that investigated the assassination of JFK. Isn't that kind of a... That's really something, isn't it? It's, it's to, extraordinary. To have the guy who he fired, he ended his career right there, and then this same guy whose career was ended by the former president then sat on the Warren Commission to investigate his death. So... And to say... Under that theory... Nothing to see here. Of course, the Warren Commission was appointed by President Johnson. Yes. Is that Johnson was in on it. Mm, yeah. And my problem with the theory of Johnson being in on it is that generally comes from people who've never fired a rifle. And I say that because Johnson was in the line of fire. Yeah. Nobody who's ever fired a rifle, fired any kind of gun, would ever be in the line of fire of a, of a gun. Nobody's that good of a shot um, that you would volunteer to get in the car when you knew the bullets were going to be fired at it. But did he know from that trajectory? Did he? He did, knew he was going to be in the car. He knew he was. He wasn't going to be in Kennedy's car. No, he was going to be in the line of fire, though. Was he? Did are he we? In the line of are fire. we assuming that the that the that the bolts were fired from the Texas School Book Depository? Well, I just know there was a motorcade. They were in the same. They were in the the cars were were bumper to bumper. Okay, so that puts you in the line of fire. Yeah, you don't want to be what we call downrange. Yeah, I understand. You know, and it just, Johnson had been in World War II. He understood guns. He, he'd used guns. He'd understood them. I just don't think that Johnson would have put himself in that situation because I wouldn't put myself in that situation. Yeah. Well, it, it could have also been the case that Johnson appointed that commission, then, you know, appointed Dulles to that commission, but also was not involved in this at all. Well, yes. And it's, mean, it's entirely possible that Dulles wasn't either. Yeah, that that it was just. Well, that's the thing. We're all, all we can do is all we can do is just. That's all we can do is just sort of connect certain dots to to try to make a clear picture of something that we're never going to get. A, I think a clear answer on. No, I, I, that's why I, I think that you just have to think logically, um, and that's why I think the line of fire stuff is just. 
I mean, if Johnson was so interested in self-preservation that he killed the president, I don't think he then would have sat in the line of fire. Sure. You know. That makes sense. And Conley would have, the theory, that theory is that Conley's in on it too. And as we know, Conley was actually shot. Yes. The governor. Right. We also know that. Well, no, yeah. I don't, I, yeah. I don't think there's any reason to believe Conley's in on it. That whole theory rests on Conley being involved in it too. Why? Because he was the governor and he fixed the state police. It's the whole thing. Yeah. That the chief of police at Dallas was in on it. It's a whole big thing. That that's the whole the whole big theory that comes out of, out of um the work that Oliver Stone made into a film. Yeah, I don't think they necessarily need Conley to sign off on it to to convince the or to to get the law enforcement to to be involved in that as well. I, I don't see why they'd have to get his signature on it. No, I know. I'm just saying that is how the whole thing gets lumped in. Yeah. Well, all the theories have Conley, who is good buddies with, of course, who becomes what a Richard Nixon appointee. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's all part of the of the fantastic conspiracy that sure. Johnson and the CIA conspired to kill Bob, to kill John Kennedy. Yeah. Um. You know. Could have just been the CIA without Johnson. <laughs> no. no, no, it has to be. You know, if, <laughs> could have just been. It could have been because people always say, "Well, it's or, it's organized crime. It, it, it's the CIA." Those things were, you know, I think work. Those two entities were working very closely together at that time, and probably still today. So um, I, I would, you know, I don't think it necessarily has to be one tip thing. It could be a. It could be a, 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 a you know, interconnected. There could be some interconnectivity. But we are actually off topic. We are off topic. So Bobby Kennedy, he doesn't believe his father was killed by Sirhan Sirhan. Mm -hmm. But I think we'll be treated to a whole lot of that. Now, Bobby is anti-vaccine. Yeah. Um, and I think that the man ought to be given his due. Um, he is a legitimate environmental activist. The environment is important. I think it's um, a tremendous sacrifice that he's running. He's not going to win over any fans. He's right. not. He has. He's he's Democrat royalty. He's about to become persona non grata. Yeah. I sort of respect that. Yeah. I, I mean also find it to be crazy. Yeah, it it it, uh, it is it is kind of crazy. Um, you know, it's it's one of these things. It's ultimately likely not going to be successful. Uh, I don't remember if a president was ever primaried, and well, his father did it. Is um, yeah, but would, they weren't sure if Johnson was jumping in at that time, right? He said he wasn't going to seek the nomination. He, Johnson Johnson got out because. McCarthy showed him up in New Hampshire. Yeah. And then Johnson dropped out, but Bobby was in the wings the whole time. Yeah. Then Bobby got in, but um, then Johnson dropped out. So, I mean, it's a different time. Bobby Jr. is not his father. Mm-hmm. Bobby Jr. has had a No way near the career his father had. No. His father was a serious house investigator. His father did serious work See, in the attorney, communism. 
Attorney General, he's right. a New York, a New York uh, senator. Right. Yeah, right. Serious work as a staffer on the Rackets Committee. Yeah. Was Attorney General. Uh, a serious, serious yeah. man. His time with U- McCarthy. U.S. Senator. And- U.S. Senator. Um, Bobby Jr. is not. He's not, no. He had none of those things. It's none of those things, yeah. And um, it's a little presumptuous of him to just come out of nowhere to run for president. Yeah. Um, having done no spade work, right? Yeah. The tough stuff. Having done none of that. Now, he wrote a book against the vaccine. He has been outspoken. Um, as um, one of our, our, our best listeners said, some Republicans like him because of the anti-vaccine stuff, yeah, right? that's worth absolutely nothing. In the primary, it's worth nothing. <laughs> yeah, that's the problem. He might get some money, yeah. um, small donors, things like that. He might have some appeal there. But I think what he's going to find out is that a lot of doors that have been open to him for his entire life are about to come slamming shut. Yeah, of course. I mean, all the things, all of the, all of the interests that made the, his family the sort of political powerhouse that they are, the same interests that want and need Joe Biden in the White House. Right. So it doesn't, it's not, it's not going, like all of the avenues that you need to win a Democratic primary are now not available to you. Right. Um, and, and so, like, we said this before. I'll set it off the air. I'll say it on the air. Nobody can't beat a somebody. Right. And Joe Biden is a somebody. And Bobby Kennedy is, you know, of course, he's a successful guy. He's a lawyer, all that stuff, right? But in this in this world, in this realm, in this spectrum, he is a nobody. Among serious people, he's a nobody. Yeah, yeah exactly. Serious people. Yeah. Among, We're talking about the most powerful position in the world at a time that we're just finding out we have soldiers literally in the Ukraine. Yeah. And what is Bobby Kennedy Jr.'s position on the war in the Ukraine? Yeah. Is he going to be against it? Is he going to be for it? I don't know how you can be against it. I mean, what when you see what the Russians are doing, um, I don't see how you can make a position that we should just turn our back. Yeah, I and mean, let the Russians just run ripshot over Europe. Yeah, we had uh, we had Congressman Keating talking about all the awful stuff they were doing, planting bombs and cadavers so they blow up, you know, and all that other stuff. They are. It is a ground war in Europe. Yeah, if it goes beyond the Ukraine, we're automatically in it. We are by treaty compelled to be in the war. Right. Yeah. So everything you can do to slow the Russians down or to stop them is required, right? Yeah. That's responsible statesmanship. You can say that Biden screwed up oh. and I, because by, by, by how, how he ran things and the fact that the Russians did it anyway, I can agree with you, but what's done is done. We cannot just abandon the Ukraine because they're abandoning. They're not our allies. We don't have a treaty with them, but we can't abandon them. Yeah, and and uh, and honestly, I think this is a little bit more bright lines than the um, war in Iraq and the war in Afghanistan because I think it's very clear on its face the reasons for getting in this war, um, right? But as you know, because the 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 um, the combatant in this war, which is 
the Russian government has made their intentions very clear by saying them out loud. Right. In the other, in the, the the cases of Afghanistan and Iraq, we were in the position of making stuff up about the people that we were about to go to war uh, on. Like they had weapons of mass destruction. They were involved in 9-11. So we had to make that stuff up about them to get into war with them. The, in, this, in this case, we've got a combatant who's, again, very clearly expresses his intention. So I think you're in a little bit different position on that. Yeah. So... The the, the the part about the the, the um, Ukraine is that um, the Russians are doing horrible things, but that's not the reason to go to war because there are horrible things going on all over the world all the time. The fact of the matter is is that the Russians, in conjunction with the Chinese are moving forward with an aggressive aggressive foreign policy, they're going to see how far they can go. And we're lucky that the Ukraine is between them and the rest of Europe. Yeah. So that we have that battleground as opposed to having it being fought in Poland. Right. Right. So we need to do the most we can. Now, Marcus, I do think the American people need to pay attention and have a sober I think every person as an individual needs to think about this because we've learned now through the, through the documents which I don't know if they're real or not a lot of people are questioning them but nonetheless there's been some confirmation that US special forces are in the Ukraine right. now the Biden administration is saying they're confined to the embassy which they're there for ac- evacuation and security purposes. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Um, but they may be there for more than that. And I suspect they are. Because, look, those Rus- the, the, it's a beautiful story how hard the Ukrainians are fighting. But there's something more to the Ukrainian yeah. war effort. Yeah, I think so. I mean, given how incredibly successful it is, right. too. Right. I mean, it's they're, they're, they're like, I think, uh, tripled their casualties. The, right. the, the, the ratio is almost triple the amount of casualties. I think so. So I think that we talked about this going years ago under the Trump administration. When Trump started sending weapons, the first president to send weapons to the Ukraine, we talked about it with Congressman Keating. I said, guys, just remember that we're sending weapons to kill Russians. Yeah. Be clear eyed about it. Yeah. Understand that we are killing the bullets we're sending are being used to kill Russians. Right. That is what's really happening. And now we actually have soldiers there. And they're direct, at the minimum, they're directing and training Ukrainians to kill Russia. And the point by getting into this, uh, the deep, like getting into doing a deep dive in this situation in Ukraine is that that's another thing that you have to know to a granular level. And, uh, or at least know people who know it to a granular level. And we're not convinced of the fact that Bobby Kennedy is really concerned with anything but uh, vaccines as a wedge issue. And it's not a wedge issue in the Democratic Party. It's a wedge issue in the Republican Party. Look, it's a local issue, to be honest with you. Yeah. Foreign policy is the purview of the president. Mm -hmm. Treaties the Senate. Um, Going to war, the House. Vaccines are a blip in the history of the American Republic. Yeah. Quite frankly, it was an overstep by the federal government to begin with, in my opinion. 
I'm not saying vaccines are wrong. I'm not saying vac. I'm, I'm just saying that the idea that the presidency is about vaccines is ridiculous. Yeah. It's not. It's not. Yeah. It's not. Yeah. It never has been. Yeah. It was this last time around. We had a national situation, international situation. President Trump acted. He acted very well. A lot of stuff happened. But in the history of the republic, foreign policy, that is the job of the president. Vaccine policy, not really. Yeah. In my life, Dr. Downey was in charge of vaccines. Yeah. My family pediatrician. Especially since they've kind of moved away from it anyway. Right. So Bobby Kennedy Jr., I think he's got a voice. Yeah. He's in the wrong election. Yeah. If he wants to... We got a congressional seat about to open up here on the Cape. Let him run for that. I'd yeah. be all for it. I'd probably vote for the man. But, I mean, the idea that he is somehow qualified to be president, because his father almost was, is ridiculous. We got to take a break. Lighter. Welcome back. We were just talking about uh, Bobby Kennedy uh, potentially running for... President oh, not, Bobby Kennedy well, Jr. Well, we're talking about uh, Bobby, Kennedy and, uh, Bobby Kennedy Jr. announcing his run for president, uh, which is not... Uh, I don't know. It's, it's, it's something it, it's, it's, it's ridiculous. They're not even going to let him on the debate stage. Well, They're not even going to have a debate. Here's the thing. If he wanted to run for United States Senate against Elizabeth Warren, for instance... Yeah. If he wanted to run for Congress when, when Congress and Keating leaves. But I don't, I, as I think about it, I'm not even sure where he is residenced. Do you? No. I think he's maybe New York. Could be. Uh, his, dad, his dad was the senator from New York. Yes, yes. Uh, they were although, very, although, as we talked about before, no one cares about carpetbagging. Not when he, no, I, I, I don't. I don't think they do. No one at Mitt Romney in Utah. Hillary Clinton in New York, Bobby Kennedy in New York, but, but J.D. I think, Vance in Ohio. I think if you're qualified, they don't. Yeah, they don't care. I mean, the idea that Bobby Kennedy, who has... And, and again, I, I don't want to disparage the man, but he's really... Um, how can he start at the very top? Yeah. I mean, his father, as we pointed out earlier was a serious staffer in the United States Senate for Joe McCarthy and for uh, Congressman Senator uh, McClellan and the the Rackets Committee, the labor stuff. He took on Jimmy Hoffa, Mm -hmm. tried to really clean up the unions for the go to the working people, get the gangsters out. He fought the communists in the unions as well. He was Attorney General of the United States, United States Senator. His son is none of those things. Yeah. He's just Bobby Kennedy Jr. (laughs) Yeah. He was the wild man of Hickory Hill. I mean, you know, and and look, he had some real problems and he's turned a lot of that around. Um, But those problems still were there. Yeah. It's just, you know. Can he withstand an examination by the National Press Corps? He now cannot. No, he can't. No, he can't. And, and you always think about, like, oh, I don't care what they say. It's like, until they start saying it. Right, right. <laughs> you know? I mean, look, his wife died horribly uh, after their divorce. He then moved her grave. Oh, yeah? Oh, this that was fairly recently. Oh, God, that's terrible. He had her exhumed and moved and didn't tell the family where he moved her. Oh, yeah, that's not good. 
No, no, that's very unpresidential. <laughs> no. I don't care if you have height. I don't care if you if you do have Hunter Biden dragging it around. Where, where the bodies are buried is supposed to be an expression, <laughs> right? Not an actual fact. <laughs> not an actual, yeah, not an actual thing. So the the idea that that he's going to now Joe Biden, I do think has leaves a lot to be desired. Um, but it's not experience. No, I mean, I think that there is, I mean, people talk about challenging Biden. Um, I don't know, maybe Bobby Kennedy's useful in that he sort of opens up as like a, but it, it seems to me, it, it, it seems to me like that sort of that Trump primary that he kind of got from um, Weld. Did Weld primary him? Weld um, threatened to, but then stayed in the Libertarian Party. And then the guy who... The Joe, what's his name? He he he's the one who screamed at Obama, "You lie!" during the State of the Union. Yeah, um, yes, the congressman. Yeah, he from ran South Carolina. Yeah, he ran to bring back civility, I guess. Right. Um, <laughs> Wilson, I think his name is. <laughs> yeah, Wilson? I think. Was, yeah, I feel like it was Wilson. Something like that. Yeah, but that's the point. We don't remember. And um, but like maybe you know maybe he's the first guy you know maybe he's the first guy to jump in sort of maybe it. it <sighs> I, I don't know. It's still, it, it just doesn't. Well, the other part, I, too, I feel like if his name wasn't Kennedy, no one would be talking about well, this. Well, that's the point. Some right? random lawyer jumps in to run for president. Some rich random lawyer, you know, if his name wasn't Kennedy, no one would talk Look, about it. Look, his nephew, who, who's a friend of ours, and, and we, we all voted for him, um, this whole audience voted for him, I believe, yeah. uh, who ran, ran, you know, Joe Jr., he was just appointed to a very prestigious job yeah. by Joe Biden. Um, after a lot of work in Congress, serious work and a run for the Senate and um, real policy chops and a good run for the Senate, maybe premature. Ultimately, the voters decided that in the Democrat Party. But he's now been appointed to a position in the Biden administration as an envoy to, to Northern Ireland. And for Bobby Jr. to now come in and primary the sitting president who appointed his nephew. Yeah. It is just really an, an uncomfortable moment. Yeah, I think so. Right? Um, I wonder if there is anybody that jumps in, though, like against Biden. Well, I think President Biden, if he's not going to run. He's going to run. I do believe he's going to. But if, yeah, he's, you know, he's, if, if he's not going to run, he has to communicate that so that the Democrat Party can figure out what they're going to do. Oh, he, well, he's not, he's going to run and if he were going to do the latter, he wouldn't, he doesn't care. <laughs> well, that, <laughs> like, he doesn't care about the good of the Democratic Party. Are you kidding me? I, that, I do think that, <laughs> no that he's, way. that he's vulnerable. He's wanted to be president legitimately since he was 17 years old. And he, look, he's enjoying it. And I have nothing, so, I'm glad the president went to Ireland this weekend and took his family and got to do a visit because I legitimately agree being president is a brutal job and you are entitled to some of the small pleasures of the job. Sure. Which is if you want to go, if you're, if you're, you know, of Irish ancestry, you want to go to Ireland, take your sister, your son, and the rest of your family, go for a family visit with all the, uh, the, the, the trappings of the office. It's a small piece, I think, that the taxpayers can do for the president. I, I don't think it's a problem. I know some people say it is. I don't agree with it. 
I do think that presidents are entitled to golf. I do think that it's good for the president of the United States. And that piece over there was a major, major accomplishment. They're a major trade partner of ours, England and Ireland. Yeah. We have a serious connection over there. And if the president of the United States can do anything to hold that piece together, yeah. that's good for the world. Yeah, I agree. Um, but I think he's going to... I think he's going to run again. He's very clear about it, uh, or at least, you know, they, you know, his, his people leaked it like I think a year ago, and that like Biden's quote unquote frustrated or whatever right. that people are considering running against him or whatever. But so I, I think he's absolutely going to run again. It's just a matter of who's you know who's actually going to try to bite the bullet that actually has any legitimate chance to 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 be president. But the problem is anybody that has any legitimate chance to be president isn't going to squander their opportunity by running against an incumbent. Correct, Marcus. I think you're right about that. What is? What do you think Gavin Newsom is doing, other than yeah. being a nuisance? Yeah, Gavin Newsom is interesting because he, he kind of like looks like a president, right? He, he's like a young guy. He's a young guy. He's from California, which it's not a state that, you know, the Democrats need to hold because they'll just have it anyway. But right. it's not one that they need to swing. But um, he, but what he comes with, with being the governor of California and being the former mayor of San Francisco, is um, he's tapped into the Silicon Valley donor base, which is very, very powerful. And I think in part why Kamala Harris is actually... Um, uh, it's former San Francisco DA and uh, senator and attorney general in California. Part of the reason I think she's also uh, vice president is because she was tapped into that, like, again, very powerful donor base of the tech industry and the industries in, in Southern California. So I, I, I think, think it's interesting. She, uh, Joe Biden absolutely needed the African-American vote. And um, she well, well, you made the promise. said he tried to keep her out from going to school. He needed her on the ticket. <laughs> she did. She literally accused <laughs> she him of. Did. She didn't want. He, he, <laughs> Joe Biden didn't want little black girls so like me funny. going to school because it was. Here's the thing. She didn't just say Joe Biden's a racist or whatever. Right. She didn't just throw that around. She said that not. He, he personally traumatized her as a child right. with his racism. It's amazing. It's incredible because her response to that afterwards was, "Well, it's called a campaign, people." <laughs> <laughs> I'm you can kidding. say anything you want. I'm not even kidding. That's what she said. <laughs> She's like, it's called the campaign, people. <laughs> I got to remember that next time I'm yelling at Natalie. I'm going to go, oh, it's a campaign. I didn't mean that. <laughs> it's a campaign. I didn't mean that. I, was just, I thought we were running for office against each other. <laughs> got to take a break. <laughs> Listen to us live anywhere in the world on the WBSM app. One's on the left, left. the other on the right. Right. But they're both ready to call it right down the middle. More of Marcus and Chris on South Coast Tonight, here on WBSM. Welcome back. So, Marcus. What time do you wake up? I wake up. All right. So, the day after dialysis, um, I usually get up, because I go to bed really early those days. Um, I usually get up about 5 o'clock. So... Like today, I got up at 5 o'clock this morning. That's too early. <laughs> <laughs> um, tomorrow, I, I'll probably get up between 6 and 7. Um, what, I, what I have to do, Marcus, is not start texting people. 
Yeah. Because I, I know that nobody else is a weirdo like me. Yeah. Who's up that early. A few people are. Yeah. So, like, for instance, this morning, I know I texted you at 7 o'clock. Yeah, you did. To tell you, we officially have troops in the Ukraine. Yes, you, you did tell me that. Right. I do remember that. It was yeah. on the BBC, and I, I, yeah. I, I saw it this morning at 5 o'clock. Yes. And I was like... I'll wait till seven. If you text, text my, if you texted me at five, I'd be all right with it. I'd be sleeping. Because you'd be asleep. I'd be asleep, so I wouldn't. I wouldn't get upset about it. But I, uh, yeah, no, I typically six ish. That's yeah. a reasonable time to get up. Six ish, yeah, you know. Um, but yeah, I, I think so. Uh, I the think problem so. is, is that on the days I have dialysis, I go to bed at I fall asleep at eight nine o'clock. Oh yeah, that's why I'm not here. Right. So uh, sometimes even earlier than that. Uh, oh, so on. then you'd... That's why I don't come into South Coast because... I'm, well, well, I'm, then if I if I went to bed that early, I'd be I'd be waking up. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'd be waking up if I... I'm not a hero. Before. I'm just like, I'm well, done people sleeping. Always, like, always brag about how early they wake up, and I'm like, that's, oh, no, no. that's... It's because I went to bed like a baby yeah, the night before. Yeah. Like, like yeah. <laughs> you, you know, you can't store up sleep. It's not like it's a battery. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, I'm done at that point. Um... But yeah, no, I, I, I have a, um, um, so like this morning I popped up, you know, five o'clock, um, and then I, um, I get up, I get breakfast, all that stuff. Anyway. Pop-tarts? What? Pop-tarts? No. You like no. pop-tarts. I will occasionally eat pop-tarts. I generally eat, um, a piece of fruit and a couple eggs. Okay. That's a breakfast to me. Uh, scrambled eggs go down easy. It's good protein, easily assimilate, and that and some blueberries or blackberries and apples. Oh, that's good. That's breakfast. Yeah. Then second breakfast. Second breakfast. Second breakfast is usually wow. Apples, more oh, eggs. All right. Yeah. Second break. That's a that's that's. I like when people somehow don't know I'm on the air. How do they know? Especially those even people. when they've been a guest on the program. <laughs> I love them, but I'm a, you, you've been a guest on the program. <laughs> Multiple times. Multiple times. I can, you know. Well, well, let's take a break. All right. Welcome back. Chris, we've got Ward 3 City Council, Sean Oliver, joining us at, uh, at on the other side of the 9 o'clock news. He just left a neighborhood meeting in, uh, in his ward. He wants to talk a little bit about that. Um, so... Uh, I think um, talk about the attendance and all of that stuff. So he's going to be joining us right after the nine o'clock news. We'll get to hear from him. I think, um, you know, attending neighborhood meetings is an integral part of, of being a, uh, of being a city councilor. Hey, he's, he's jumped right in with both feet. I love it. Yep. No, me too. Uh, me too. And I, I appreciate him wanting to call in, not to talk to us, but to talk to you guys. <laughs> so um, we do appreciate that. So after the nine o'clock news, Ward three city councilor, Sean Oliver will be with us. Perfect. Uh, yeah, it is, isn't it? Yeah. So, um, you know, we're still, we still got another two minutes. <laughs> two Chris, minutes. The longest Chris is going to let me monologue on the air for another two minutes. Can you believe it? It's a long two minutes. It's a long two minutes. It's one thing that when you, when you get into this business, you understand how long a minute is, how much you can do in a minute. You also, you really do. You learn how quick you can go get a cup of coffee. Mm-hmm. Or get rid of a cup of coffee. Yes. Um, so the, uh, or two cups. <laughs> two cups. So um, the, uh, yeah. So we'll have the counselor on. That'll be good. Yeah. Um, I just. Chris, uh, you never made a comment about the new phone. And when I say new, I mean new to the studio. 
this I was gonna say new to the studio not this new, century. Right, I was gonna say. <laughs> I was gonna say that phone looks a lot like the one my nana had. If you'll notice there's no um there's no area codes. That's, <laughs> the, the, that's how old the phone is. Marcus, there was a time when everyone was in the six one seven area code. Oh, I didn't know that. Everyone I, I remember I found Charlie, actually, we just heard a commercial from Crystal Springs. Charlie Young forever ran Crystal Springs. He, he built the whole place. Yeah. Really. Charlie Young, I remember I found an old business card of his one time, and it was 617. I said to him, I go, look at this. He goes, that must have been from when I lived in Boston. I said, Charlie, you didn't live in Boston when you had 